0: And welcome to episode four
1: of IP and O from home. John, where are we live from? Uh, I'm live from my desk. You are definitely live from your couch, and Richard is live from it. Looks like a cloud.
2: <laughs> it is the cloud in my living room.
0: There we mm. go. And uh, yeah, so we're here. We're back. No guests this week. Just the original. Uh, just the original us. And we're gonna kick it off by talking about how we've been using this time working remotely to become more proficient in the uh, in the tools we've been using or or new tools that we're learning uh, to help do our jobs better. So I guess I'll start. We we all use like the Adobe Creative Cloud, that whole creative suite. So there's a bunch of different applications and anyone who has ever tried to use Adobe or who you know has learned how to use any of the applications know that they could be really complicated if you don't know what you're doing if like you're unfamiliar with them or right. even if you are there even if you are familiar with them there is always a million new things that you could do in them so uh, a, a big part of my job is making videos and for that, I use Adobe Premiere, and I'm, I'm pretty good in Adobe Premiere, but I've always wanted to learn how to use Adobe After Effects, which allows you to create more like more digital effects and motion graphics and animations to supplement videos. So during this time, I've uh, I've used things like LinkedIn Learning that we uh, get from, you know, being employees at Rutgers. I've been kind of taking, you know, small little courses to to learn the basics and to learn the different nuances of it. And I've already used it for one project that I submitted, and I'm working on a current one. And uh, it's it's like a pretty challenging software. It's it's definitely not as user-friendly as something like Premiere, with which, like, if you have any knowledge of video editing, you could kind of at least, like, jump in and you know do something basic but after effects is so complicated cuz after effects is more like something like illustrator where things have layers so when you're editing a video you'll have a timeline right and you might have two or three clips a music layer and or something you know four things with this mm-hmm. each el- with after effects each element in it is its own layer so something that's even as short as 30 seconds could have 20 30 40 layers pending how um how detailed it is so and it and just the interface is completely different right. so mm-hmm. you know that has has kind of been a, a challenge but it's almost kind of fun to like figure out how to how to work those things because once you do figure it out and once you kind of develop some sort of mastery of it it mm-hmm. becomes like way you could think of like so many things of how it could be useful
1: yeah yeah well to go off of your, your concept of layers, um, I've been learning a lot more about illustrator, uh, which is another, one of the Adobe creative cloud products. And, um, primarily my, my goal is to become more of a, uh, you know, reference for, for rich, um, when he's sort of overloaded with design work. Um, so I've, I've got a decent enough eye for design and I can get projects started and, you know, rich always likes to, tweak things and make them look way better than what I did, but and that's great. But um, I want to get myself to a point where outside of having a vision for a design, I can actually execute. And one of the big things that I learned was how to properly use layers. Um, so if you have several elements that may overlap but need their own, you know, their own care, their own focus. Working with layers allows you to have those elements overlap on your your artboard and um you know drag specific points from from here to there without bringing the other things with it um you know if you're if you're working on one specific layer and you lock everything else you get to to be really free with your movement on that one piece you really want to focus on and that's been my my biggest takeaway so far um and like you said it's just you think you know enough and then you start to go through some of these training courses and it's like I knew nothing almost so. Yeah, um, I've been
2: working more with. Uh, I picked up a, a book off of Amazon for JavaScript and jQuery. Uh, so I think one of the. You know, I think we all have these little like gaps in our in our in our fields or technical areas, and I think that this is now like a great opportunity to sort of fill in those gaps. And JavaScript and jQuery, I you know, I know enough to get around in it and I can modify scripts that other people have written and I can, you know, sort of write my own basic ones to just, you know, do certain controls on the page. But there's so much more that you can do with JavaScript and jQuery. So I wanted to, you know, just build on that. So I've been using uh, LinkedIn Learning, um, like you guys mentioned. It's a really great resource that we have um and you know i think i think it'll it'll add to more of the interactivity of of our pages going forward
1: so what i was going to say is that um like as far as linkedin learning is concerned i, I think that it's a valuable <clears throat> tool regardless of what you do for the university uh because their library is so expansive that um you could do anything from beginner in excel like let's say you you've always wanted to become really good at excel you could start there Um, you could do design programs, video editing, software, music making, uh, you name it. There's a course from beginner to advanced on, on LinkedIn learning for it. And they're always expanding their library too, which, you know, for JavaScript and jQuery, when I was learning that stuff myself, I, I, at the time it was lynda.com, but that's now become LinkedIn learning. Um, I relied heavily on those courses just to, to be more proficient and really, with with those things, like you said, it's just about making things more interactive. And um, the more you know, the better. Honestly,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I like really couldn't imagine not having those kinds of resources when like learning these programs. You mm-hmm. know, it, especially if you're trying to learn on your own, like you're not taking a, a course at a, a university or something. Because it must be so frustrating because there's, like, so many different things that it's just so much more helpful to see someone walk through and do it. Like, even things just like people doing YouTube tutorials um, Mm -hmm. and just explaining how to, like, different techniques. I can't imagine how hard these things must have been to learn before, you know, that stuff
1: was commonplace. Yeah. Yeah. Rich could probably speak to picking a book up and learning something, um, which is probably a little bit more foreign for you and I, Paul. I, I ordered a
2: book from Amazon. He ordered a book from <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's value in both modes. For sure. Um, I think you, the YouTube and, and the Lynda.com is, Linda specifically is great for setting you up as a very, um, you know, if you're really new to something. Because Linda, you know, there's different levels of of their classes, but they lean towards the user who doesn't have much experience with something. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you can go and you can you can YouTube uh, how to use, for example, like JavaScript and jQuery. You can you can YouTube it or you can Google it. But you don't know what you don't know. And the the thing that the useful thing with a book is that you can sort of, there are books that are geared towards more advanced people. Mm-hmm. So then you could sort of, uh, you know, you sort of learn where your, where your, your blind spots are, and then you can just supplement that with YouTube tutorials and, and you, you actually find more advanced YouTube to- tutorials because you know what to look for.
1: Yeah. And I think, so it's funny, right. On the flip side of that, right. Um, I've, learned both ways myself especially when it comes to JavaScript and I'm sure as you already know or you're finding out now there's not only there, there's not always only one way to do something right and That's what right. I like about going through those those video courses is that you know as compared to a book where they have their one methodology laid out pretty plainly
2: yeah. you
1: get to see a variety of methods to, com- to you know to complete the same task and, and what I like about that is just having that flexibility Maybe one way is going to make more sense to me, but that's not the way that the book might teach it. So I think yeah. it, there's a, a right and wrong way to learn things for everybody, for sure. Um, I think that being able to use both is is an even more powerful tool because you, like you said, you get that base knowledge and then you get to figure out what you didn't know and then go from there. So
2: this situation kind of lends itself to us having a little bit more time to. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know some of us are dealing with you know, kids at home and things like that. But, but there are, you know, there's always going to be time for you to find, to learn something new. And I think maybe if you're in the office, you might be a little more hesitant to do that because you're like, this isn't part of my main job. Am I supposed to be doing this on company time or whatever? But yeah, you're you're supposed to be developing as an employee.
1: Yeah. And if you think about, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but if you think about what we're doing here, right, like Paul's learning after effects to apply to a video for ipno i'm learning illustrator to do yeah. um you know graphic design things you're doing javascript to, to make websites so it's not like we're just learning new skills because we want to be you exactly. know bump up our resumes or anything we're we're learning those skills that are applicable to the work that we're doing now and yeah. you know like i said those tools are out there for everybody regardless of the job they're doing so
2: yeah and you create overlaps within our group specifically it isn't uh it isn't the it's always a better situation if, if, if Paul's not available to do a video that you or I know at least on some level, how to, how to fill in for him. And the fact that we can create those overlaps in our skill sets by training ourselves is a, is a valuable thing. For sure.
0: Going back to what John said before about like uh, how they're good for finding new ways to do things. uh, Isn't that, like the best and worst feeling in the world when you find a way quicker way to do something like it's awesome because it's like oh wow nice this is going to save me so much time but Mm -hmm. it's the worst because it's like oh man if i knew this even just a month ago i would have saved so much time Yes. yeah yeah Yeah,
2: Yeah. and john actually showed me something new in illustrator i had i worked in a bank for 10 years and then uh in the in last maybe a couple of months ago John just showed me a new way how to create pies in Illustrator and I was like oh my god If I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that didn't exist for the entire <laughs> time because if it did I lost a lot of time
0: but like I could kind of understand how that would happen because you know someone like you who has been working on an illustrator for way longer than John you kind of you must have figured out a way yeah. it works it works for you why figure out a new way you know like yeah. and then where john is learning it new you know that technique might not have even been yeah. uh, available when you learned how to make pie charts in
1: illustrator yeah so but would you agree with me on this though right that going through that painstaking process of learning a long way a it makes that finding the new way that much more rewarding But also, the new way is almost only going to be applicable for certain circumstances. And a lot of other things will require you to do the old way. You know, like, uh, I didn't say that the the best way possible, but going through the process of learning the hard way makes you even more well-rounded in the the application and likely will come into handy when something comes up that you can't use your new trick for. And I've found that myself. I'm sure you've found that. So it has a uh, it's both a uh, you know benefiting and uh, frustrating at the same time, for sure. Yeah, I don't remember where I read it,
2: but apparently you make you retain much more of you learn if it's a struggle. If we, you find something, if you have to struggle through something, uh, you end up make you end up retaining much more of the knowledge than if something was just sort of shown how if you were just shown how to do it. Mm-hmm. Then you're able to then you're able to replicate it, and then uh, a month later, someone asks you to do it again, and you're like, you know, I don't remember the steps. But if you if you struggled through it, uh, you know, sort of like making mistakes and overcoming those mistakes, a month later, you still have that knowledge.
1: It's right.
0: Just- See, and that's why those, those LinkedIn uh, learning courses are so good because they'll, you know, I could go over to Rich to your desk and be like, hey how do I do this thing in Illustrator? And you could show me on your screen and then I go back and do it. And then, you know, it might stick, but like you said, sometimes if I need to do it a week or a month later, I might forget. With those, mm-hmm. you know, they give you the exercise files to download and yeah. you could do it along with them. So you just have like that, that muscle memory that gets built in by you mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. actually doing it along with them. And I feel like it, it kind of more replicates what it would be like to, take that kind of course in person or, you know, at, uh, at a university.
2: Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: The university subscribes to LinkedIn learning for enhanced employee development. To sign up for LinkedIn learning, visit it.ruckers.edu backslash LinkedIn learning. All right. So now let's talk about how we've been communicating with, uh, with friends and family during you know, quarantine, because obviously we're kind of stuck in our apartments or our houses. I want to say this, that I'm officially over Zoom Hangouts. I'm over it. I, at least I'm over it with large groups, you know, when there's like 10 yeah. people in there yeah. and you don't know when to talk, you don't know like, who's talking, everyone's talking over each other. The, I yeah. will say those are fun if they're organized like i've done it where we've played uh like jackbox games i don't know if you guys know what that is but they're like basically like virtual games that you can log in from your phone like your phone is your remote so someone will share their screen who has it downloaded and then everyone is in playing the game like that's fun Um, because yeah you know a it's a fun game and b it it, like it it has some sort of structure to it but Mm. when when this when this first started I, I kind of like doing it and then I had like one week where I had like five different ones in the same week with different groups of people cuz like oh my family wants to do one now my friends from college want to do one now my friends from my hometown want to do one now and then it's like oh my god it kind of like just gets o- almost overwhelming and yeah. uh, but that but the that's fun using have you guys ever used house party?
2: House is <laughs> <party's>
0: fun. Haven't. <laughs> house party's fun it's another house Party like, is very fun yeah. taking notes it's another, though it's another group video uh, app and you could it has games built in on it so it it has mm-hmm. like the the heads up game which is kind of like i guess charades right. you could say and uh, yeah. it has draw it where someone has to draw a picture and you guess what it is mm-hmm. so those are fun but like trivia. besides trivia is the best one yeah trivia it has so b- besides doing zoom calls and all that I've kind of just been, like, doing regular phone calls to, you know, my mom or dad and brother and sister and then communicating more in, like, smaller groups because that's
2: just yeah. kind of
1: how I prefer to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, funny story about House Party, right, is um, I, I never set up push notifications with new apps. Like, I just don't like to have my phone going off constantly. But I have to guess that my mom has them set up and we had her download House Party for Um, actually we did a remote birthday celebration for my dad, my whole family, and we decided to use house party for it. But subsequently, every time you open the app, the, the, uh, the app, it says you're in the house and somebody gets a notification, right? So we started playing this new game with my mom where I open house party and we see how fast she joins my party. And then, (laughs) um, I've found her in some funny situations, but she, she's like, I think only maybe out of 15 times that I've done it, twice, has she not shown up at all. And then she's <laughs> called me within five minutes, like, oh, sorry, I was on the phone. But um, it's funny, you know, like, I obviously, I talk to my mom pretty frequently on the phone normally. Uh, but very rarely did we ever do anything like FaceTime or anything like that. But now it's like we see each other every day. So in a weird way, it's, it's found a way to bring us a little bit closer.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my I have a sister who usually organizes those kinds of things. She's she's been trying to organize the family Zoom uh, call for Friday nights, and uh, for whatever reason, every Friday night that she's done it, I've either been like just already passed out, sound asleep by the time it happens. So I haven't actually jumped onto it. But we did have um, we did have my daughter's uh, s- uh, seventh birthday party um, last week. And uh, we, we organized to have some of her friends um, drop gifts off on our, on our porch. So we have, we have like a, a window box, uh, a, what is it, I guess, flower box window, whatever it is. Uh, so the kids like came and we just sort of um, had them, you know, writing chalk and sort of playing games from, from behind the glass so we scheduled it so that different kids should show up at different times so no one was no one was in direct contact with each other but at least she was able to experience that um and yeah we've just i I, i've refound words with friends on my phone i've been playing that with some of my family members and friends but uh yeah i gotta check out this house party app because it sounds pretty cool
1: it's fun so one thing that i'll warn you right is unless you lock your party, anybody can join. So if you're friends with somebody and they see you're online, um, for instance, when I was on with my mom once, I had a friend pop in and we have a funny relationship and he said something to me and immediately left. And my mom was like, what was that? Do you know that person? (laughs) Yeah, I do. And, And so I wound up having her get my revenge for me. She left my house party and went to his, said the same thing he said to me back to him and then left immediately. So uh, it is it is like really funny because like if you're unsuspecting, you can wind up video chatting with somebody that you didn't intend to, but that can also create some pretty funny situations. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out.
0: All right, guys. I think uh, that wraps it up. That wraps up episode four. Uh, so thanks to everyone for listening. Again, comment or reach out to us with any feedback or any topics you'd like us to cover. And uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks, everybody. Care? Bye, guys.